Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number 99, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. Grab a globe, spin it around, bang! Hopefully, you'll get in Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys on this faith journey, and we're glad you're here. And you know what? I was reminded in this polarized environment that we're in that we're able to talk about religion and faith freely here. And you don't have the opportunity to, oftentimes to do that out in the world. So we invite you, and we're glad you're here, to this spiritual oasis for men. <clears throat> where for one hour we get to dive into scriptures and apply lessons in a man way to our life. And we've been doing it for 99 or 98 times, and this is the 99th, and we've got a big, a huge number 100 coming up next week. <clears throat> we've had an awesome panel of fellas and they basically have been here most of the time. So if you're a regular listening, and we know there's even some of you women out there that are regulars and listening, and thanks so they much. Are. Yes, they are. <laughs> I just want to. I've actually heard we're up to four or five. Now. Yeah, right, right. Let me see. And how many of you guys are married? Okay. <clears throat> we have, he is a world famous policy writer, but he's also a professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch is here. Also, we have an insurance guy, real caring kind of individual. He's also a class deacon. Kyle Trahan is here. And you can't do anything in America in this litigious society without an attorney. And we got something better than that. We have a, we have a prosecutor He's going to have to explain this to you. Bill is losing it. <laughs> and we call him the judge. He could either throw you in the clink or, 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 or protect you. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. And we have a world-class trainer. He's our class intellectual. Robert Koshu is here as well. I am absolutely sorry for kind of losing it there. My name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. I'm just basically a sales guy, kind of a writer, and a bit of an indie film producer. But our, but our pastor, one of our pastors, Davey Gibson, is photobombing us at this time. So <laughs> we're glad he's here as well. And we say we're not pastors, but we're regular guys. But we have to make an exception right now because Pastor Davey Gibson just... 
Bill, we're so excited for uh, this is number 99. Is that 99. right? 99. I, I came here to congratulate and see how y'all are making the magic happen, and we can't wait to celebrate 100 next week. So, well, they say practice makes perfect. So far, it's been 99. You're getting there. We're yeah, getting there. Well, I mean, maybe, we may be about 10% ready. <laughs> That's right. We're, about ready. we're a little bit about ready. We're about ready to get perfect. So. Hey, we, we love you sharing the gospel and doing the wonderful work that y'all are doing. So, I don't want to ruin your reputation of being. So we did get his endorsement. That is solid. And with that, you know, we know that men's time is very valuable. And so what we do is we go around the room and we have a summary of the lesson that we had from each of the fellows because some of these lessons are fairly famous and that people know. And then what we do is we go into the scripture and then we have a deeper discussion. And one of the reasons why we bring up what people do, and then you'll talk about their backgrounds, is because you might identify with the viewpoint of one or uh, one of the other guys that is in this room on this man up panel. So we're so glad you're here. We're in the Connect 360. This is the Baptist Way Press. And this is Truth and Grace. And we're in Lesson 10. This is the coming counselor. And the focal text is John 14, 15 through 31. And what we're talking about in this particular lesson is the Holy Spirit. And I want to start off and get basically uh, an overview from uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, last week we talked about how everyone was familiar with the washing of the feet story. This... This is pretty deep. We, we don't talk too much about this, but this group of uh, chapters here, uh, really it runs pretty much from 13, from where we started all the way to 17, and you could do 13 weeks just on these five chapters. It's called the Upper Room Discourse. And uh, the, the author of this group of lessons opted to just look at this section about the Holy Spirit, which is really important. It, I mean, here we're in these, this whole thematic statement about, uh, about the nature of Jesus and his, um, the fact that he is God. And much of what we Christians believe uh, in terms of the, the Holy Trinity comes out of this section. Um, but I, I don't want to dwell too much on the theology. That's what we have Robert here for. Right, um, right. We are going to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, and, nice and slam. I'm not sorry. I, I don't want to stop. I'm sure he's, 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 he's already taking his notes. And, and, Check uh, it out twice. And so, but this, we, we you know, we, it's, it's, we always talk about God the Father. We spend a, certainly a lot of time on certainly Jesus Christ the Son. But the Holy Spirit is the whole mystical, supernatural element of our religion. And, you know, we don't want to talk about it too much. We don't want to get into it because it's always a little corny when someone says, well, I feel the Spirit or the Spirit talk to me. But it's a very real part of the faith, as, as we'll talk about that. And it's, it's very important for men to understand. Michael Cropper. Yeah, judge. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if I can expound just a little bit more about what Steve talked about last week's lesson was, yes, it was the foot washing. Absolutely, the three key words, the four key words that, that describe the whole thing. But in that, Jesus is directing his disciples to telling them that he's going to leave. 
okay? And he's setting up, he's setting the preface or the prologue for the Holy Spirit, the comfort to come. And he tells him, he says, he says, look, I'm leaving, and because I'm leaving, I give you a new commandment. He says that you love one another as I have loved you. And he did this by demonstrating the foot washing for them. He says, so what I'm doing is, is, is what I want you to do for each other when I'm gone, because you're going to miss me. But in, in the interim, you're going to receive a, a, a guide and a comforter uh, called the Holy Spirit. And he says, I'm returning now. The first 14 verses we don't cover in the lesson here. We start at 15. He says, I'm going back to the Father. I'm going back to my Father, and, and I'm going home. And he says, the famous words you've heard, he says, in my Father's mansion are many rooms, or many mansions, if it were not true, it would have told you so. And so Thomas, uh, Thomas asked him, he says, where is that? And once again, famous scripture, you all have all heard this. He says, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way to the Father. You can't go to the Father except through me. And then uh, uh, Philip says, show us the Father. Who is the Father? And Jesus says, I've been with you all these years, and you still don't know that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father is me, and I, is in me, and I in the Father. Now, and if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that about the Heavenly Father, he says, at least believe the works I've done for you, the miracles, raising for the dead, the, the, the food, feeding the 5,000, 4,000. At least believe the works I've done. Now, he says, I will show you greater works when I leave, if you will pray and ask anything in my name. Because I want to do greater works, because it will honor my heavenly father if you do great if you ask things in my name and i do greater works than these for him and then that brings us to today's lesson because they're sad he says the first the first line which you're going to read for us bill is if you look uh, pardon me let not your heart be troubled verse 15 14 mm -hmm. okay anyway that's where we are today that brings us up to today's uh, lesson kyle trahan welcome back thank you sir um you know, in this uh, part of the lesson, he's uh, revealing kind of the Holy Spirit and that there's be, uh, I don't know, in, in my eyes, kind of a lifeline to God and Jesus. So I may not be with you, but there's still a way for you to contact us, to pray, to be connected, uh, what have you. Um, kind of guides us along the way. You know, people... Mm -hmm. I think, uh, talk about, oh, you know, it's a conscience, you know, that deep down voice that tells you, oh, no, no, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, they just don't know what to call it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Professor. The, the misunderstood member of the Trinity yeah. is the Holy Spirit because it is debated, it's argued, it's felt it's to the point that there are people that deny its existence there are people that put too much emphasis on it um, there's segments of Christianity that believe unless you are baptized in the Holy Spirit that you're not truly saved there are segments that think the Holy Spirit is totally weird and as Steve said want nothing to do with it mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit is without a doubt the most important, one of the most important. They're all the same. They're all equal. And yet, it's the misunderstood member of the Trinity. 
So that's the part I have forward to. That is awesome. I was going to throw in my comments, but they're, they're nothing like his. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we'll get right into the scripture. John 14, 15 through 31. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. May peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. I have always thought... Well, it's important that back in that age, back 2,000 years ago, that we had a difference between God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, okay? Because Jesus was physical, God was mystical, and then they were going to leave him with the omnipresence feeling of the Holy Spirit. 2,000 years later, we have the examples of Jesus from the lessons he was taught from the Father. And I have always felt that the Holy Presence, the Holy Presence, the omni, Omnipresence, is the Holy Spirit in my life. For example, I l- try to live my life with Jesus as the example of the God in the flesh for my life, okay? When I want direction, I pray to God for direction. And like Kyle said earlier, the feeling of conscience, of of something spiritual that's just hitting me in the day, I feel is the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of how I compartmentalize it although it's totally different for us than it was for them 
2,000 years ago, it, and the reasons. It, it's different because, and when we studied this in the youth lesson on Sunday, we're kind of a week ahead of where we are. And it was talking about Jesus' death, and one of the things that occurred at Jesus' death, which we're going to talk about next week as part of our Good Friday lesson, and I don't remember if our part is covered in there or not, but if this is covered in our lesson or not, but we talked about the veil of the temple being torn in two. And the veil of the temple, I had to draw a bird's eye view and explain to teenagers that that's like if a drone was looking down on it, because they didn't understand what... But there was the Holy of Holies, which is where the Ark of the Covenant lived, which is where the presence of God dwelt. And that was the only... God would only send his spirit to one person at a time. We studied Saul, where the spirit came upon the king, Saul. And left. And left. Or the spirit came to Samuel. Mm-hmm. and left <laughs> or David and left but he would only come for very specific small periods of time at Jesus' death the veil of the temple was torn in two and the symbolism there is literally God's spirit is released out into the world always was there but the symbol and it's always present with us now well, That's it. The, the indwelling leaves the holy of holies right. and indwells in each of us right. that, and that is I mean that's that's pretty much summed up here he, he, will, yeah. he will be with you and he won't leave the spirit will not leave it's there yeah. it's not going to leave for a mm-hmm. while um, and um, what, what's interesting you said you said how you know the spirit holy spirit is the most misunderstood yeah. <laughs> they don't even have the, the English word for it is to it, it's hard Pneuma. to pin down. Um, the, the King James version has comforter, which to a certain degree was more connotative in 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 the you know 15th century when it, when the, the King James was translated. Even here in my NIV, the, my old my, I have an older NIV from the 90s. It has counselor. The, the up, they've updated it a bit and have advocate. So they're kicking around this word of counselor or advocate in verse 16. But it, it, the actual word in Greek is parakletos. And the word, and I learned it in Catholic school, but the word paraklete, <laughs> um, the English word is direct, it's pretty much a transliteration. In Hebrew, you find the word as a trans- transliteration into Hebrew from Greek, and it, it wraps up. It's kind of counselor, advocate, lawyer, um, there is a legal connotation out of the Greek term based on how the word is used in secular Greek literature. So it is, it's hard to pin down in English exactly what this counselor is. Uh, it, it's, in a way, it's to think about it as a, as a, as a second Jesus. Even, even in, Jesus himself says, there's me and then this will come and be with you. Uh, a, a companion uh, someone who is going to represent you, may, like a, like a mm-hmm. legal counselor who will speak for you, uh, and mm-hmm. at, at the same time, but it is still wrapped up in the godhood. Uh, and I think also one of the, the the big takeaways, and this is this is a a great thing to remember. And again, it's all in here. Um, the Trinity is not in opposition to each other. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. um, absolutely. And, and, and it is not, it, Jesus is not there, we were in, in, in 316, to, to, to save the world. He's not there to, to basically uh, prove to dad that these people are worth saying. He, he's, he's part of the mission. But the, 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 all three are working in tandem for this relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, all three at different times 
work out. I like to I like to say it's the it's God the Father creates, God the Son saves, God the Spirit sanctifies. I like wow, what you said about that the is awesome. I'm sitting here, yeah, I'm sitting here in, in my Bible lab. And okay, I've discovered the Orthodox Jewish Bible, which is a New <laughs> oh, Testament. Oh, jeez. Okay, so, <laughs> so periodically it's really fun to pull it up and read it. And so verse 26, but the Milit Yosher Prakali, it's P-R-A-K-L-I-T, Paraclete, mm-hmm. is advocate, counselor, helper in court, <laughs> is kind of the translation that it gives. And so, it, it, it sometimes in these instances, that's an interesting translation to read. <laughs> um, and I wanted to look at it for there. But yeah, it, it, it's that because it's, it's looking at his help, his conviction, his, as Kyle said, the still small voice. Uh, Mike really likes the court and mm-hmm. the advocate before the father. Of course, with us. Of course, he but but, no, that, but, it, but, it, but it's yeah. the truth. It's it the advocate before the Father for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's the it it's really one of those that we have no concept of what it is to be without the Holy Spirit in the world, because the Holy Spirit has always been in the world for us, as far as our collective life experience. There are parts of the earth where you won't sense its presence. Really? Oh yes, yes. Well, Where? Now, in, I share because I'm in the Muslim countries. You want I can to sense see that. Presence. I've been there, and I've been to Israel afterward, and since the presence of the Holy Spirit in Israel, just big time. I went through Jordan, went through Iran, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and I did not. Sense, and Egypt, especially around the pyramids, because they worship the pyramids. They practically worship them. They hold those up almost as God. And then when I went. I was on a tour, and then we went into Israel. It just changed 180 degrees. It's like walking to light. It was, and that, that was to and, me and was that, I that have heard great. People say I that now. Coptic Christians in, in <laughs> Egypt, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, I that's You may not have liked my but that's the experience I had. It, and I mean, it was between night and day. It was so obvious. But you, you were speaking. The, you guys have wow. spoken some things about the Holy Spirit, and and. What I'm gathering here is that the Holy Spirit speaks to us in different ways at mm. different times. Oh, I right? definitely You think said that. a gut feeling. I definitely uh, Kyle said that. that. Uh, sometimes, I mean, the Lord is talking to me, and I mean, it was just in my gut. I had to do something this way and not another way. Then there's another time when he mm-hmm. speaks to you real quietly. If you're reading the scriptures sometimes, it's like light will go on in your head. You can read the scriptures, right? And just all of a sudden you understand the scriptures. And you've read the same scripture a thousand times, a hundred times. But then when we're preparing for this this podcast or something, all of a sudden it illuminates in your mind and it's real clear. He comes in, in so many ways. He, he also is a holy hound. He draws us to Christ, right? He said they all work in tandem. He draws us to Christ and points us to the cross. And, uh, and sometimes he even works through our fears. I've, I've had him tell me to do something I fear. I mean, really, because it will, it will draw me closer to the Lord. So those are just a few of the ways. And, of course, he comforts us when somebody close to us dies or something. He's there to comfort us, comfort us, and we can always look back and see that. So, I mean, I know you guys have many other ways to come up with, but I was thinking about that's, that when we were coming really over good, here. Though. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's something different in whatever the situation is, right? Okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a hard break. This is the 99th podcast, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is the Man Up Podcast. Podcast number 99, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys trying to deepen our faith. And we're glad you're on this journey with us, whether you found us on iTunes or SoundCloud or through our Facebook page, Man-Up, or the website, www.manupspiritualoasis. You heard it from the professor. We're glad. That on recorded. That's right. We're we're glad you found us. And if you have any ever have any questions, go ahead and uh, post those questions either on the website or on our Facebook page, and we'll be more than happy to uh, go ahead and answer them uh, here. We are in the Connect Three Hundred and Sixty, and this is Truth and Grace. We're talking about <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, and. One of the things that I was thinking about, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys here, and maybe some of you out there that are listening, uh, I th- I think God, the only way that He communicates with me, is through the Holy Spirit. Now, whereas I pray to God, but it's like I'm answered through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is my example. And as you guys have been talking about this lesson, uh, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, actually, I probably interact with the Holy Spirit actually more than the Father and Son. So that almost should be more important to me. It's almost like that's the broadband. Well, that seems, I mean, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot really fathom God. Jesus was in heaven. I mean, that is your that is the line. That right. is that is that is the connection. That is actually again laid out here. That is who that is who Jesus sends to be our line to God. Now that he his work is finished, his earthly work is finished, at least for the time being. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, and so, so that, well, that makes perfect sense. I, I've, I've got a question, though. I've got to hear. I'll, I'll go into the no church no, questions. No course, Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, this is and and and, and I can I can speak to this, but the, the big thing is you you do set you look out into this world, and you you you're bold enough to say, um, God speaks to me. Uh, how how is that experienced? Um, how do you how do you say that, and still? Well, what do you say to somebody? Well, I'll, I'll, 
who, who does experience it but is afraid to say so because it just sounds wacky. Okay. How do you um, say, ask that again. Um, how, do, how do you say that to someone who's afraid, who's afraid to say exactly what you said? I experience the spirit every day. The spirit talks to me, but you're afraid. You're afraid to witness to that because. Awesome. And and to to be quite frank, I'll give you an example. They're a timid when, person, or just, when just... when Mitt Romney, uh -huh. when Mitt Romney was running for president, um, Howell Raines was still the editor of the New York Times. New York's a big, you know, the big cultural icon of our times. Howell Raines wrote, and and, more, and I know Romney was a is a Mormon, but he did believe in a spiritual interaction. Howell Raines said, "Well, it's the next thing he's going to say that he believes in space aliens." I mean, this is this is a supposedly respected paper of record, basically saying to Christians or believing people, "You are all crazy." So how how do you I mean so how does one how do we as men go out in the world and 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 or do we realize do we take it back and rely on the spirit but how do we go back how do we go into the world and confront kind of an attitude where oh yeah God talked to you well God talked to me and he told me to go down you know to to to, to you know to, to spend a, spend a whole bunch of money on you know on Playboy magazines or he told me to do right, this right, right. Well, me, you know, well, basically yeah <laughs> well I can tell I can tell you this and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Kyle in here because I know I because I know he works <laughs> but I, I just I just wanted to prep him and I can tell you first of all it's not that God talks to me it's that God affects me or changes me okay that is when I really feel it and obey it when I'm going down to an appointment or something and I see a panhandler and I bought the combo pack and I had two burritos and I ate one of them and the other one's just sitting there and I don't have any money but I give them the give them the burrito I'm just told to do that, not because I'm fat, but <laughs> just, just, just you don't to change. Need the third taco. You don't, you don't need the burrito, fat. So, bless somebody. And that's the Holy Spirit telling you. I, 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 well, either that or my wife. But, but no. That's but the other it's, it's the it, it's that mean. it change it changes you. And you become receptive to that kind of change. That that's the first thing, okay? That you actually accept it. We we had Lynn who used to be. It's not that you accept God. It's that you quit rejecting God. Yeah. You hear you you hear it. You see it. You need to help these people, but you just don't. Okay, you're in a hurry. You got all these other reasons. You don't stop. You don't get off the hamster wheel. You just keep focused on your humanistic needs and desires, or your wants and desires. But, but what about? I mean, there are but plenty. But then of, it changes there are plenty you. of unbelievable. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Cal. <laughs> well, I mean, to answer Steve's question, I mean, is how do we go out and confront that mm -hmm. idea? You know, and I mean, it's it's getting harder and harder the the further along we get. You sent out that email the other day, Robert, on um, you know what was the percentage of non-Christian versus Christian and everything else. That when you're in the secular world, you're at work, and what is it, 23% are non-believers, mm -hmm. and then you got 
you know, you're Catholics well, and then you're Baptists. Well, they're, they're, they identify specifically the article. Okay, it was the USA Today, I think. There was a couple that I've sent around recently. Um, they I specifically identify has not. They when asked the question, "What is your religion?" the answer was, "I have none." Go, right. go ahead. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> you know, when you're there, and someone else is there, maybe they had that experience. They were led by the Spirit. Maybe they had a, you know, a, a, something happened. You know, like uh, at the um, Stephen Curtis Chapman concert for myself. We had, uh, I, I was running with the band, runner for the band, and I had one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, He's, celebrity. He's with the band. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's, it's yeah. the only way I get my autographs. That's you right. um, but uh, I was with one of the band members. We had run over to a place that I never go. I am never in Whole Foods. Just not. <laughs> All right. Just right. not, I, not a place I go. You know, I, I frequent my H-E-B. If you're from Texas, you'll understand. Um, you know, but we went in there for him to just grab some food off their little hot plate thing, whatever. And uh, we got to the line to check out. And there's a, a lady, Indian of descent, you know, Middle Eastern Indian. Um, I got my Sugar Land Baptist name tag on because we're doing a church function here. And uh, she just, we, we talked for a second, pleasantries. And then she goes, would you pray for my daughter? You know, her daughter's wow. having a lot of medical issues and wow. stuff like that. But because I'm wearing a badge that says Sugar Land Baptist, it's got a little cross on it. I'm wearing my little, you know, praying hands on my collar. And so she took that opportunity and we said, you know, of course we will, blah, blah, blah. And we walked on out the store. Got into my truck. And uh, before we got out of the parking lot, we kind of looked at each other and said, we need to go back and just pray with this woman right, right, right cool. now, wow. and that was the leading of the whole. That's the whole. We yes. turned yeah. the car around, That's a perfect example. parked yeah. the truck, really stood is. six people yeah. deep in a line waiting to get back to that same cashier. You know, cool. and that is, you know, that okay. But it's hard to say that when you're just in the office, you know, because people may judge you, they may think of you differently, they may. Uh, parts of your job may oh, be at stake because of you saying, say, that. you know, how are they going to look at me because I'm Christian and I prayed with a woman of another faith even, you know, oh my God, he's out there, you know, or whatever. I don't know what they're thinking, but that's what makes it so hard. We've talked about it tons in here about the witnessing part. Bill, we, we know you're not a great evangelist, you know, like Earl. He has no problem standing up. Man, no doubt. <laughs> Earl drives, he, he drives with Uber. He picks us up and drops us off at the airport whenever we travel and we fly out of this out of this city. And he'll pray with you before you go to get on your plane. When he stops the car and he's up and get the bags out of his car, hey, can we pray? You know, and he has no problems with that. And I applaud that. I wish we all had that. It would make... So Our I think world the better gives is, you that courage. Exactly. I think that's that's a certain thing for him. We're here. His that's his gift. gift. But, but also, it's his gift. But also, mm -hmm. he's. And I think this is what this is the weird thing. It comes from turning yourself over. Well, I think, and 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 so I think at some at some point, and he, maybe we can ask him this next week. I see. I, I expect him to be here. At some point, he decide. Heck, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to do it. This is me. This is an expression sure. of my faith. And he basically surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And, and I think his attitude is, oh, well, people can say no. 
People right. can laugh. People can. I, it, it, I think because, and I think that's faith. I think that's faith and right. and surrender. And I think this idea of surrender, it, it sounds weird because we don't want to ever do it. And certainly in American culture, we don't want to admit that we're not. We don't. We don't. We're not running things, and we're not in control. Oddly enough, um, you you give up that control. You surrender it, and you find yourself doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You, you find yourself not just not just praying, maybe at that moment at the moment, but hey, getting in a car, <laughs> leaving, and then actively coming back. Right. That's that's a di that's the difference. Because my, my question was, how what what's the difference between doing that? Because because an atheist can can give a, a homeless guy some food. Right. There's there's this you know there's that 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 strange motivation there. there that is that is that that that, that I think and that that's got, there's got to be something said for that. And each one of us has those individual gifts. You know, you were starting to go in on that, and it's the Absolutely. gifts of the spirit. I'm not dissing you. I'm, and, not I'm, I'm just and, you know, you're not getting my extra burrito, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's being able to identify your gifts of the spirit, Absolutely. where your strengths are, and running with that. You know, um, you know, Bill says it plenty of times. He's the encourager. He will build you up and motivate you to keep going and that's his strength that's his gift and he's good with it you know and it's important for us to find those gifts identify which ones that we want you know I'd love to have the gift of healing I think that'd be a pretty cool one yeah you know um, you know after the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples they went out and healed a whole lot of people well, we'll see that you'd have another full-time job if you were a healer. Let, let's talk right. for a second. So, when we talk about the Holy Spirit as an advocate before us with the Father, and as Mike alluded to, He He gifts us as well. He uh, so I, I love talking. This is one of my favorite subjects. So there's two parts to this. There are the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. Galatians right. five twenty two through twenty three love joy right. peace kindness mm -hmm. understanding mm -hmm. all of all Christians should have all the fruit because those are the attributes yep. that the world should see when they look at us absolutely the gifts are a little different not different and we've yeah. talked about Earl for example mm -hmm. Earl has the gift of evangelism absolutely you have the gift Bill of encouragement you mm -hmm. absolutely have that. You know, different people have different gifts and have been gifted so that God's work can be completed. And it takes all of the gifts. And I think that one of the one of the leadership men's leadership lessons here really is in your spiritual walk, align yourself with people that have different gifts. Because when you align with people that can have different gifts, then you have the capability to really go and witness to the world and really share the gospel because you have the different thing. It's like you alluded to in our opening as you talked, that each one of us has our own little piece that we represent and have our own different takes of it. And well, so, the, aligning yourself with different faiths as well and trying to understand it. I know Pastor Phil, when, we had, uh, when he was around, um, you know, did a, a whole Wednesday night uh, series on that of understanding different faiths and just people of, I want to say, aligning yourself with people of opposition, different mindsets, because that's how we learn.
I mean, remember debate class? That was intentionally putting your thoughts forward to hear Steve's in the total opposition. Whether you believed it or not, it wasn't the point. The point was, was to get a whole different mind spectrum, perspective, uh, perspective on the whole deal and be able to look at it from a different view. And to me, that gives us a whole big different understanding of, of the whole gambit because we are supposed to go out and talk to people of different faiths and different cultures and we all bleed the same, so what's the difference? We're all supposed to bring the good news of Christ and by understanding some of what they believe, um, we're able to bring yourself more in I, line with them. I, so I also, I, th I think that's true, and, 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 and here we're in Sugarland, of course, we have that uh, rather unique situation where we have so many different people of different faiths. Many people, the other big thing is among, <laughs> among um, Anglo-European descended Americans, there's not much interest in religion, there's not much even knowledge, uh, and um, I, well, here's my other non-church question, because secularism this is something the secular, that <laughs> I won't say secularism is one, but can you, uh, can you act, can, can you know the Spirit without knowing Jesus? Can you know the Holy Spirit without knowing Jesus? Because it seems in this scripture, you, you know, Jesus says you really can't, you have to. The Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus. Okay, but you so can't yeah. know the spirit. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like dialing a number <laughs> and nobody's home, and you know nobody's home. Yeah. Why get would in, you do it? Get well. The Holy Spirit will. The Holy Spirit. Who was it? Where did I hear this? Um, maybe it was here. Uh, how many times do you knock on the door, and the not the door isn't? It's not you opening the door. It's it's how often will the knock occur? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and the Holy Spirit will calls people and woos people, and leads people, and then it it the Holy Spirit is it's baseball season. Our Astros are on a fantastic streak right now. The Holy Spirit is the setup to bring in the closer. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well keep the analogy going. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit can set it up. Mm -hmm. So can influence people, can woo people, can call mm -hmm. to people. Our job with the gifts we've been given is to come and fulfill that through mm -hmm. Jesus and make that part. So as men, we're the manager and it's our game. And we right. call on the Holy well, Spirit. Well, God's the manager. The, we're, we're the, we, get, we get to bat clean up. We get to bat clean up. <laughs> and again, if you, you know, bring it into the realm of conscience... You know, that if you don't know Jesus, you still have the conscience. The Holy Spirit lives in all of us, regardless if you know that's what it is. Yet. Until you totally reject. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but you may not understand. Well, that's the Holy Spirit tugging at my heart mm -hmm. or my mind to change my because way of thinking. As Mike alluded to, and you know, Mike, I have heard other people mention that, that they've been in other countries like that and had that feeling. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, that's a culture that has totally rejected Christianity. Yes. And so Absolutely. you feel a difference potentially yeah. when you're there because it's a culture that's totally rejected Jesus. 
We don't know how it. lucky we are in this country. We really don't. <laughs> we really <laughs> don't. We have no clue how lucky want, we are. Can I address something Steve mentioned earlier? He says, how do you, how do you uh, somebody maybe attacks your religion, your belief in God. First of all, I wouldn't say God told me to do this anymore. I did right when I became a new Christian. <laughs> and boy, sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, 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 let me give you an example for that. Right when I gave my life to the Lord, I said, oh, God told me this. God revealed this to me. The Lord revealed this to me. And a friend of mine say, uh, he got married, and they were having a baby, and they went to a church, a uh, uh, particular domination where they pray over you and speak in tongues and, and prophesy, which is fine. It's all in Scripture, just like you said. It's the gifts of the Spirit. And they told him he was going to have a little boy. Guess what he had? A little girl. Yes. God told him to tell him he was going to have a boy. <laughs> right? So you can see we, we, we have to be careful. Jesus says, be careful. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Be careful with what you say, too, and don't cast pearls before swine. So be careful with how you say this. Now, how do you deal with a person that says, uh, oh, the Lord told you, or whatever? Well, the, the way you can tell them, say, look, look, tell you what, I don't know what religion you are, but you bring 30 of your friends together, and I'll bring 30 of my friends together, and we'll tell you all the good things that the Lord has changed in our lives. And let's see what testimony your 30 friends have that something has changed them for the good in their lives. Whether they're agnostic, whether they're uh, uh, atheists, whatever it is, you're not going to, they can't bring one person to say, because I became an atheist, because, because I became an agnostic, because I'm whatever I am, Scientology, I am a better person for it. And I can tell you all the ways that this has changed me. But I can tell you, we can bring 30 Christians together who've said, the Lord came into my life and look, this is what I've done. And I can tell you that's what happened to me. I can, uh, if, if that can help in one way. But what I, can, what I tell people, first thing I do before I say anything, I say, do you believe in the Lord? Do you believe in God? If they do say yes, do you sometimes sense his presence? And then from there, that's my springboard, whether or not I want to go deep with them or not. That's a good. That's a really good. Well, I I'll reveal history, but I won't predict the future. All I'll predict is that because of my faith, my life will be better. And what I mean by better is I'll be able to handle the crappy circumstances that I'm absolutely certain is going to happen to me as I age and go through the last few years of my life, however long that's going to be, that I will have hope for a better life and a better outcome because of my belief. I've never thought of the Lord as any kind of necessarily fortune teller or anything like that. I pray for an outcome that I think that I want to have, but it's not my decision. But that is what my faith has done, to, done for me. But I can also look in my history and see where, man, I was spared of certain things because of my faith. And so that's kind of the cutoff that I have if I if I witness which uh, honestly I probably I do more here than I would do any other place I'll reveal what it's done to me in the past but it's not a fortune teller for me 
Well, I think that's a gift, once again, coming back. Earl can do that, and it's natural. Right? right. We yeah. can do it if we learn it, but it's not necessarily a gift. And I think the gift of, for, of witnessing or presenting the gospel, however it is, 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 is specifically that. There, that's a there gift. is a very specific gift of evangelism, and those that have it, yeah. you know, have it in ways that are incomprehensible to us that yeah. don't. I, no I am I am an incredibly egregious person, egregious person. I can go out and talk to people all day long. As uh, obvious by yeah. the podcast yeah. here. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I mean, and, and, and it does not bother me to get up in front of right. five, six hundred people and speak. And either. either. You're yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just what I do. But one-on-one mm-hmm. witnessing, I'm like you guys. I have I struggle with it. Right. You know, I can have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But it's a conversation. It's not. It's not a forced witnessing. An Earl is not forced. By the way. And we're coming down to the end. This is podcast number ninety-nine. Just going to go ahead and uh, want to get the fellows the takeaways from the Holy Spirit lesson that we're on uh, out of Baptist Way Press. This is Grace. And truth, and that was our sign that just uh, fell apart. It's time for us to upgrade our studio. <laughs> Number 99. So we'll go ahead and uh, start with uh, some takeaways from uh, Kyle Trahan. You know, the writer in the book uh, wrote a very interesting line um, that kind of struck me. And they say, uh, The Holy Spirit will comfort, guide, direct, and encourage you to take the time to stop and pay attention. You know, and it's just to me that was a very powerful statement. Um, and you know, interestingly enough that uh, Robert mentioned a minute ago that uh, you know, he's comfortable up there and speaking in front of a group. Uh, except for Steve, I don't know much on that, but I assume with your career that you have been in front of a group plenty of times um, to do your work. Um, and especially being out the gambler, you're in front of plenty of people at cameras. And, you know, yeah, but he's, taking, line, but, he's heard, make but he's taking their uh, money, though. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, you know, one of the things that makes our group unique is every one of us does that for our job or our passions. You know, we're in front of, I was in front of a group of people, to, you know, this morning, you know, for that very thing. And so it's uh, something that helps carry us along, um, you know, into a podcast 100. Judge, your takeaways from this yes. lesson on the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I'm so glad we had a lesson just on the Holy Spirit. It, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I don't know the answer to everything, but I do know and I believe that everything he does and guides us in, leads us in, whether we're reading the scripture, whether we're praying with each other, just even sharing what's going on in our lives, he's in it. As long as we're doing something that honors God and Jesus Christ. And I honestly believe sometimes I say, praise God when somebody reports a miracle to me or something that great has happened there. Or I say, praise Jesus or thank the Lord. I think that's the Holy Spirit because his purpose is to point us to God and Jesus. And he's, he's egging us on. He's, he's guiding us. His presence is with us. And every sense or feeling that we seem to sense again will point us to Christ or, his, or the Heavenly Father. And that's why when we say all these things, they honor God the Father, and that's what his purpose is, to honor Jesus and God the Father. Excellent. Professor. Yeah, um, first I want to give a shout-out to Eddie Turner, who hosts the 
leading podcast found on iTunes. The Keep Leading podcast is found on iTunes, Libraries, and Stitcher, as well as Alexa. You go tell Alexa, go find the leading, the Keep Leading podcast. He followed us on Twitter, tweeted out that our congratulations to our 100th podcast as well. So I want to mention that. Um, I, I kind of want to go a little bit different. We've talked about listening. We've talked about advocate. We've talked about gut feeling. We've talked about how do we approach it. Um, one of the things I think we have to be aware of is we have to be available to hear the Holy Spirit. And in the world today, that is difficult because we are the distraction level that we are at, the attention span has dropped to right around eight seconds now for the average individual. And for millennials, it's even worse, and Gen Z don't even get me started. But because of that, we always want to have noise. We always want to have something going. You know, we're always doing something. Find ways to be quiet. Actually drive your car without the radio on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if you drive your car, put it on KSBJ. They came and broadcasted our church a couple of weeks ago. They follow our podcast. It's a great station to listen to to kind of, you know, I like my sports talk. I like political talk. Please don't judge me. Uh, but there are times I'm like, no, I need something a little more positive as I'm driving. Find ways to listen and find the Holy Spirit. As, as you like to say, Bill, that is exercising your face muscle. Listening and paying attention to the Holy Spirit is finding your faith muscle. I'm sure what Robert said, it was great, but I only caught about eight seconds of it. It's a good thing Robert wasn't <laughs> preaching to me, right? <laughs> right. right. Steve, Steve, your summary. Uh, I, I, I'll look at it because it was brought up uh, Galatians and Paul and the Bible, and specifically here, Paul, offers kind of a test for you if you're claiming to be speaking from the Spirit or being motivated by the Spirit or to judge others who, are, who claim to be you know, guided by the Spirit. And uh, that, of course, is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It's one of my favorite um, uh, verses and one always important to remember the fruit of the spirit the spiritual fruits what you exhibit when the spirit is indwelling within you or you're really letting it letting it drive you and those are you know the fruit of the spirit are is love is the first one on the list love so if you're screaming at somebody and that's that's <laughs> obviously something there are there are screaming at so it's right. it's love joy peace patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and the big one, self-control. And we talked about, you know, getting on that email, getting on that Twitter, and that Facebook. Self-control. Uh, so that's, that'll be my summation to, to uh, this lesson on the Holy Spirit. Uh, my summation on this, and that's pretty awesome, Steve. I was going to go through that list, too. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you saved. But you saved. Memory. Uh, you're right, right, right. Yeah, I wrote, no, wrote nothing down, but I have it in my memory. 
But no, the, the thing about it is, with us being in, you know, year 2019, the Holy Spirit is the way that we are communicated with. And like Professor said, you got to exercise that faith muscle. You got to get used to listening. You got to get used to hearing it. And then like Kyle said, or I, I'm going to say he said, I don't know if he did or not, but you got to obey it. You, you, you got to obey. Just obey. It will make all the difference, not only in your life, but your circle of influences, life, family, community, your work life. We're so glad that you joined us for uh, Man Up Podcast number 99. My pastors were just regular guys, spiritual oasis for men. We got the big 100 next week. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook. We have a website. We're also on Twitter. And we want, if you're ever in Sugarland, Go ahead and stop up on a Sunday morning. We have the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class. But we want to encourage you to get involved in a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find an ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class. Find one for men. You can be a man for an hour. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.